Passion Business Podcast, the podcast for free spirits with a big idea who want to turn their passion into a business. I'm Anke Herman, and I'm your host. My guest today is a very special guest. She's a force of nature, a soul with the heart of lime. She sees you for who you really are. She's a negative label eliminator, a freedom creator, and a heart's passion inspirator. She's an author and clarity laser coach. Welcome, Laurie Holmes. Hello and welcome, Laurie. I'm excited to finally have you here. Hi, Anka. I can't believe, have we never done one of these before? Uh, yeah, it's a crime, but we... <laughs> well, here we are. Then. But we're here. We're here today. So for those people who don't know yet who's my guest today, Laurie, let us know where in the world are you and what the heck's your business? Well, my name is Laurie Holmes, and I live in the beautiful South Carolina in the United States of America, which is on the East Coast, very close to the ocean, which I never see hardly ever. <laughs> That's the crime, that I'm that close and I never go to the beach. <laughs> but I do like the weather. You know, here it is in the wintertime, and... You are still wearing, you know, unless it's a really cold day, but our weather is much warmer than a lot of places. So I can deal with December without the snow. If I want to go visit snow, then I go somewhere up north. But right now, can't even do that. And I live with my cat, Chloe. Everybody knows Chloe. Chloe is infamous in the Facebook world for... Um, putting her butt into the screen. <laughs> She's flashed everyone I know when I've had a conversation with them. And we're, we were doing pretty well together, I'd say. So what was the next question? I'm sorry. Well, the about question that. is, you know, <laughs> since we're on the Passion Business Podcast, what's your passion business? How? Well, I, if you'd asked me that a few years ago, I would have been toying between being a massage therapist and a coach, but I had to give up my whole massage practice this year due to the lovely COVID pandemic. And I've now had to go like, it's kind of like when you're used to doing one thing and then all of a sudden you don't have that anymore. And now you all of a sudden you have this other career that's kind of been like a hobby or something you've been doing part-time. And now you're, it's what your whole main thing is. And so I, I really had to kind of uh, pull up my bootstraps and get very creative. Mm. And I'm called a laser coach, a clarity laser coach. But for a lot of people, they don't really understand what the laser part of it means. And I was given that title years ago by a client who said, you go straight to the point. Mm. You get right in there and you you dig out like what happened. And and." So I said, oh, and I kind of, it kind of stuck after that. I've been on a, um, a journey for over 10 years of becoming a coach. I started 10 years ago with an online coaching program. And in the midst of that program, I decided I wanted to be a transformative coach. 
And then I started uh, learning who are the best coaches in that realm. And uh, two names popped up. One was uh, Michael Neal and the other one was Jamie Smart. And now 10 years later, I've actually trained under both of them. And so it's given me a very, very deep grounding in something called the three principles of mind, thought, and consciousness. And in the middle of all that training, my laser sessions started showing up as a way that I could have conversations with people that would really target the misunderstanding that was created in childhood innocently that's, that's showing up in the now time as a repeating pattern or repeating belief, a repeating truth about who they think they are. And it just shows up everywhere in everything. It's kind of like sticky, gooey molasses that's in everything. And so what my job is to kind of have them see that in a way that it no longer works. So if you know that something doesn't work, why would you keep doing it? And so that's the curiosity that I have that people come front and center with this stuff. If you're going to keep doing what doesn't work, well, that's on you, you know. But if once you know that it doesn't work, isn't it more likely that it will start to kind of uh, resolve itself on its own and you don't have to do anything with it kind of thing? Yeah, there's there's an awful lot of in there. So... Let's just go back for a second because we'll, we'll get back to, to here because there's quite a few things that I want to uh, ask about and I want you to, to dig in deeper. But before we get there, when you left school, what did you want to be? Well, let's go back. Are we talking about coaching school? No, no, no. Like literally when you're 16, you know, or oh. 18 or whatever out of school because see the, the interesting thing always with I mean I've had a couple of people who started their business and you know one of them even a coaching business right out of school like at 21 there she was coaching people right but that's not common so I'm curious what was your first idea of what you do with your professional life Oh, I'll tell you exactly what it was, which now I'm really laughing inside because I am actually doing it in a different way. I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> now that's interesting, isn't it? Mm. Now, what's funny about that? So I think kindergartners are a hell of a lot smarter than adults, right? Because there's a couple of things that kindergartners know that adults have forgotten. Hmm. And what they know is they know how to play. Yeah. Right? They're right front and center in the moment with life. Hmm. And when you forgot how to play, everything becomes so serious. So it's kind of like when I take people back into their childhood, I'm really taking them back to that kindergartner. I'm having them remember what it was like then to be that creative and that imaginative. The only difference between the kindergartner and the adult is the kindergartner knows it isn't real. It's 
play and the adult forgot. <laughs> That's incredible. It reminds me of, I, I, I did post on social media some, I don't know, quite some time ago, asking people what they wanted to be when they grow up when they were little and how that played out. You know, and it was incredible how many people actually did the thing, but in just totally unexpected ways. And I didn't yeah. know that bit about you. That's interesting. Mm. <laughs> because. Explains a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. You know, especially since in the laser sessions, you actually do look and it mostly what happens for people or what defines how they see the world is usually stuff that happens around that age, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. And it's, what's really funny to me now is how serious that belief, truth, thing that they created as a child just never seemed to completely go away. They brought it with them and it shows up everywhere. Hmm. But in, if you were to have a playful attitude about it, that it wouldn't mean anything. Yeah. But since you don't have a playful attitude about it, that's become heavy and serious and something that looks like we need to fix and do something about. And it's, it's just really curious how much we altered it so much that the very same thing now looks like a problem when it, then it was play. Mm. So what do you think, what happens to the playfulness? Why are we kind of destined to lose it with age? Why, what do you think about that? Well, I think it has a lot to do with the way that they perceive adults and the way that mm. adults show up you know, as being more serious with stuff, you know? You know, can you just picture your mom or dad getting upset about something that you were enjoying playing with and then all of a sudden they got about it? And so somehow yeah. in your mind you got this notion about what it meant to be an adult. Yeah, it's funny, actually, I never thought I, I was always like, oh, I can't wait to be an adult. Because I remember my mom saying like, oh, well, you have it easy, you know, you just have to go to school, you know, and I always thought, I think you have it easy, you come home for work, and you can forget about work, I still have exams and homework <laughs> to worry about, you know. So yeah, it's, it's interesting what we make of things, isn't it? A perceived reality and the truth. Hmm. So it's kind of like what I work with people in the laser sessions. I look at their perceived reality and the truth about it because that's where the, the rubber meets the road a lot is that we carry that perceived reality with us through our whole life and we're literally reacting to everything in our life through that perceived reality. And that perceived reality isn't the truth. And it isn't even happening right now either. Mm. And, and I guess yet, if we knew it was perceived, then it wouldn't be a problem. But we kind of don't know that bit, do we? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Until we wake up and go, oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. not how it works, is it? 
Mm. Now, I'd love to hear an example of of that what you just explained you know so what, what's the perceived reality you know something that you form somebody formed as a child and 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 how that plays out and what happens when you actually eventually see through do you have like a story of somebody you know obviously without sharing names or anything like a story where you could kind of illustrate how how discovering well, I, I, that misunderstanding how that actually makes like how that plays out well i'm going to go back to the one of the original people i worked with because his his stands out in my mind so many times i have great conversations with people and i don't remember any of it but this one had such an impact on me personally and he was one of the first ones where the laser session just all of a sudden it was like, holy moly, this does make sense. So I was in, I believe I was still in clarity training with you. And there was another uh, person in our group whose name shall remain nameless, a guy that I was having a conversation with. And funny enough, because you and I discussed this before the recording started, that I wanted to really work with both sides of a relationship so people could see not only the, how they see it, but how also how their partner sees it. Because sometimes we get caught up in the misunderstanding with our partner and their world and the world that they've created as truth and real, that's not truth or real. So in this particular set, he came to me and we were doing, um, like I was doing what would look like a clarity session with him. That was i.e. a laser session. And he came with a relationship issue. And he was telling me how he had issues with women in staying in the relationship for any length of time before it would dissolve or fall apart or they'd want to leave or whatever. And so I got real curious with him about what might have happened when he was a kid that would have brought about that misunderstanding in relationships. So when I, when I work with anyone, this is for the viewers or the listeners, um, I usually identify um, an area in the body that seems to be, that holds an emotional uh, feeling and then I take it back to an early memory where that feeling in the body was present. So he was feeling a lot of sadness and stuff around his heart, for instance. You know, the feeling that this relationship was going to abandon or leave him. So when I worked with him, he went back to being the age of six years old. And I asked him what had happened at that time. And it was, you know, I, I'm not, and let me clarify this for anybody listening or watching. I am not a hypnotist, <laughs> hypnotherapist or any of that. I don't know how to do it. it. Has nothing to do with hypnosis. But I swear to God, in that moment, a six-year-old voice came out of his mouth. Hmm. 
And what he said was, well, I'm sitting in a counselor's office and I'm about six years old. I'm six years old. And I said, what happened? Well, what he'd explained to me was that his parents were separating and going to get a divorce. And he was sitting there playing with his toys in the counselor's office. And then all of a sudden the counselor says to him, who would you rather live with, your mom or your dad? Now, when I heard that, here I'm supposed to be neutral. And all of a sudden I went, inside my body. I literally felt Mm. inside my solar plexus area what that would be like for a child to decide who they wanted to live with. And he was beside himself as he's sharing this with me, Hmm. getting very, very sad. And I'm thinking, well, that's the worst question. This is what I'm thinking in my own mind. That is the worst question anyone could ask an innocent child to put the burden and responsibility on them to choose who they want to live with. Like the worst question you could ever ask a child. Hmm. But in that moment, he felt this horrible decision. If he decided to live with his mom, he knew that was going to hurt his dad. And if he picked his dad, he knew it was going to hurt his mom. So either way he went. Can't win, can you? Hmm. It was going to be a horrible no-win situation. And he carried that with him. And I forget now who he ended up with. But it was that being in that place where love looks like it's a decision. Mm. I'm going to lose the love from this one if I choose that one. And so he couldn't make a choice. And so love in that sense kind of died within him. Mm. And it showed up in his relationships where he couldn't commit to anyone because he was afraid if they left him, you see, and all they did was leave him because he couldn't fully commit inside that relationship. And so it was showing up everywhere because of this misunderstanding of where it looked like those feelings were coming from in that moment. And once he had a glimpse that the feelings inside were never coming from the counselor or his parents or anything else, or even the relationship that was ending, that they didn't have the power to cause those feelings inside of him. It was like this dam burst open. And all of a sudden, he had this freedom that he'd never experienced before in his life. And a few weeks later, I get a message from him. And he had contacted both of his parents who were still alive. And he said to me that up to that point, no one had said the words, I love you, in like 30 years. Wow. And all of a sudden, when they, when he was able to share 
what that experience was like for him. With his parents, they all broke down and cried and, and shared how much they all loved each other. That was when I knew the laser sessions did something different that anyone else had ever done before. And I was onto something and I had to keep going with it because if people could see the truth of their experience in the moment when they made up something that was never true and see that the burden that they were carrying around was not even real. Hmm. And they could let go of that. The freedom in that is life changing. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter what the thing is because it always comes down to an innocently made an innocent conclusion, a wrong conclusion based of what, what you knew at the time when you're three or four or whatever, right? But it's, yeah. it's incredible to see how that shows up in, you That's know, decades, decades. And I think it's probably a little bit like confirmation bias. You know, if you kind of decided that this is how it is, you probably see it everywhere and get it confirmed everywhere. So you think you probably feel more right about it a few decades later than, than rather than letting go of it. Exactly. And what I'm even more now curious about, like super duper curious, and I got a little taste of it with you, which we don't have to share it here. But what I got really curious with is when people are having conflicts in their relationship and I get real curious with them now about them seeing through the eyes of their relationship that they did the same thing yeah. and you can see the pattern that played out in their life and you're the perfect person to exemplify whatever it was that they believed was true so you're playing off each other and you're, you're um, making your lie true. Mm. Yeah. Each person plays their part in confirming that whatever that you think about yourself is true. It must be true because they're like the perfect person for you to have around you to continue to keep that lie going. Mm. And and <laughs> yeah, you have a good giggle out of that, do you? <laughs> but see, also on like say, I look at it from from. But just to to quickly fill in the listeners, we've had a session because I've had a, had a thing going on, and what I found remarkable was way out of the things that I shared about myself, the other person, and the relationship you could see the pattern a mile away, right? So yes. you could, and I think it's really difficult when you're emotionally involved, you know, you yeah. probably, uh, I don't know, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's very difficult to see for yourself. 
And, you know, I might have had glimpses, but I could never see the overall picture and how, oh, yeah, you know. So it showed really, it made really visible the patterns both of us were, were enacting. Like there's one pattern over here and you could really see the way you summarize what's going on. Like, yeah, this has nothing to do with me, does it? <laughs> so, but at the same time, my pattern just happened to be a perfect match for it, right? And yeah. my pattern has nothing to do with what's going on for the other person, right? Oh. So it just happens to be that the two dynamics, the way that plays out, feed off each other. And, and it's like it helps you recognize your own part in the whole thing without having a sense of guilt attached to it, right? Because you can see that it's just that, oh, okay, so I'm just playing out what I picked up when I was three, you know, and the other person, they pick up what they've interpreted one way or the other at some point in their lives. And it's just that the two little wheelies seem to be kind of interlocking in, an, in a rather unfortunate way in the, in the middle there. But you can see that neither of it is personal. Yes, that's right. And that's, and, right and that's liberating. Yeah, because right? it immediately catapults you out of that. Yeah, but they said and I said and, you know, but I'm right and they're right or whatever, you know, like it takes you out of all of that. And that's liberating. Yeah, and, and you can see how that if you could if you could see through that, hmm. then the next time that situation arises. And you just shared one earlier with me that you have a completely different, well, I say mindset, but your, your way of dealing with it is completely shifted. Yeah. Because you're no longer reacting to it as if that person's doing something to you. You're recognizing it as, well, that's just what's happening over there. That has nothing to do with me, and I don't have to buy into that. Hmm. And it's amazing how when you don't buy into it, that gives them the space to do whatever it was they were going to do anyway. Yeah. They didn't need you. They're, you're just the crutch that they were going to use. So they didn't have to get their hands dirty or their feet wet. So you kind of you step out of the way and they've only got them to deal with it. They're going to deal with it. Hmm. We, we, we sometimes enable people to be less than they are. Hmm. And if we start to realize that they're God walking around in spiritual clothing yeah. inside, and they're perfectly capable of doing whatever it is that they need to do without us. We step aside and all of a sudden it's amazing what they can accomplish. Hmm. And actually own. that just reminds me that really brings something up. Why, how what you're doing is different because mm -hmm. before I got onto coach training with Jamie and, and, and all of that, I had a little dip into the world of Tony Robbins kind of coach training thingy. Right. And so there is this Chloe Madani or what her name is. Can't remember. So she's the relationship thing go guru kind of right so she's the expert on relationships and so every time there was a, 
there's a recording where there's some sort of relationship issue, right? Her response was always, <laughs> like it always felt, let's call it, not, I mean, she didn't mean it accusing, but there was always like, well, no, they didn't do anything. It's just your problem that you're seeing it like this. And and so if you were more understanding and 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 so it was, I don't know, it just doesn't. So now all of a sudden, all this all this shit situation is kind of my fault, you know, and I'm it's my responsibility to be even more understanding to kind of not like it just felt like more work to do and more and all of a sudden it didn't feel like ownership it felt like kind of putting guilt on almost yeah or or, or, or responsibility or something for something that isn't really your thing right but if you see how these patterns are formed for each of us right then there's no then it's it's about oh yeah i can own my part without beating yeah. myself up for it. Yeah. Right. Because you see how it's get, how it got created at the time, you know, and then you all you can feel is compassion for that poor four-year-old who's sitting there, you know, <laughs> doesn't understand what's going on. Right. And, yeah. and that's, I think that's yeah. the difference that, that allows you to own the situation and, and, and own your part in it especially when it's between like it's a, some kind of relationship where you know that everybody can say oh yeah there's always two <laughs> it always takes two to tango right but it can really feel sort of accusing if that's not understood right and yeah. and and so what you do allowing and people to see how that actually happens, how the other person got to where they are and how you got to being where you are and how just the interaction of that caused the dynamic that's playing out, you know, and then usually you can see how it also plays out elsewhere, you know, yeah. so that it doesn't have to do anything with the other person, but it just doesn't have that heaviness of, Oh God, I screwed up. Right. It's like, Oh, you know, what makes me want to give that four-year-old me a big, a big bear hug, right? And that's really the difference. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love, I, I remember who it was, and I want to think it was one of the Franskis. It might have been Linda. Talked about the fragility of being human mm. and the innocence of it. Because if you think back, <clears throat> excuse me, all of our understanding that we have now was formed between the ages of, of zero and seven. Mm. Everything that we learned and felt and understood and perceived was given to us between those ages. Yeah. Any pain we experienced any love we experience, anything at all. And so because we're coming in with a limited understanding to begin with, because we're, we're starting from scratch, yeah. basically, we are in a continuous creation mode of making up what we perceive. Yeah. 
from day one. We're making up what we perceive from day one. It's an illusion. Hmm. You're what you made up is unique to you. And what I made up is unique to me and everybody else has made up what's unique to them. But what we made up and what is true are not necessarily, and as I'm seeing it now, not at all the same, yeah. right? When yeah. you, we, we can talk about things like color, for instance, that the perception of color is different for everyone. Yeah, you ask my mom. Mm. <laughs> Go tell her, oh, this is blue. She goes, no, this is green, right? Yeah, so even if color, sound, taste, all of our senses are all perceptions. And so if we are perceiving our world and we're deciding that that's how it is, and yet somebody else perceives it, and they're not exactly in sync with each other on how they see it, well, now you have a relationship based on perception, your perception and your reality and his perception and his reality or her reality or whatever combination you have out there, you are not seeing it the same way. Yeah. And so if you're not seeing it the same way and you're both trying to argue your point in it, no, my way is the correct way and your way is not, you're not gonna get anywhere. Hmm. But if you can allow for the fact that neither one is right because a perception is an illusion, but you are doing your best with how it looks to you in the moment to make the best decision you can based on your own personal understanding, then you're literally living in separate realities while cohabitating in the same general space. Hmm. So you're never, ever going to see things exactly the same. Ever. Which is a good thing. <laughs> you know, yeah. be pretty dull, wouldn't it? So yeah. now if somebody has a relationship they're struggling with and they go, oh boy, I don't know. And it can be any relationship. Like where would they need to go to get a taste of your magic? Reach out to me so we can have a conversation. Okay. Do you want to say the name right. of your website so that they can find you? Well, it's, it's pretty simple. It's lauriehomes.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-H-O-L-M-E-S.com. I'm on right. Facebook in a whole bunch of groups. Yeah, I mean, I just want you to say it because I obviously put it in the show notes, but you know, we, we know if you listen to a podcast, you have it on in the car or while you're out with the dog. So people just listening. So it's helpful to just right. say it. So yeah. I always offer a conversation that way. There's no obligation at the end of it. If you just want to go on your merry way, you got something out of it and that's that. And we may meet on Facebook, but if you really see something there that you'd like to explore a little bit deeper, um, then I can absolutely work with you and I'll let you know how that would go going forward, how that would look. But That's great. my, what I would love to do at some point is really work with the whole family. Mm. You know, 
if you can get a family dynamic so you can see your family very clearly, you can catch yourself if you're a young mom or dad because your children are young. You can catch yourself. These children are literally believing everything they hear. <laughs> yeah. And they're making it real. So if, if you're having a bad day and, you're, and, and crap's coming out of your mouth, your ch child is now picking up that crap and believing that's the truth. Mm -hmm. So it really gets you front and center with how are you communicating? Yeah. How, what, who is showing up when you're having a conversation with your child? What are you teaching your child unwittingly that they're now seeing as a truth just because you were having an off day and you were getting upset about something totally inconsequential that didn't have anything to do with them. And yet they took it on like it was their responsibility and their fault. Hmm. So it really changes the whole dynamic of communication. Because yeah. when communication seems personal, that's, that's when people start making up shit. Yeah. Well, that's and when a perfect landing place. <laughs> people start to make up shit. Yep, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming. I think we might actually have to repeat this at some point because obviously there's so much more that we can dive into, but I think you've probably gotten a taste of it or, or, or um, you know, a glimpse of, of what, what Laurie is, is offering. So yeah, get in touch with her, check her out. And if you have any questions, you know, reach out to her, reach out to me and um, I shall see you again next time. Thank you very much, Anka. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to subscribe. And if you know people who might enjoy it too, please send them to passionbusinesspodcast.com.